Hello and welcome to ESPN Stump Mic. I'm Karthik Ayer. After the fifth and final day's play at the GABA, you know, I for these podcasts, I usually write a bit of an intro with some words and phrases, and I tried putting down my my thoughts, but it just it just seems to me that words are not going to do justice. And if prose is what you want. we have some of the best writers on on crickinfo.com so i urge you go and check that out because they have covered the gaba test in complete detail but if you want someone to speak to you and to emote what what we all felt during the brisbane test as india won the series in australia for the second time in a row i've got three of the best here on the pod with me the panel today devan sen Yeah, hi. I I can help you out with an introductory line and possibly also the title of this. I think this is without doubt the best Test series victory of all time, uh, definitely for India and possibly for all countries, considering all the situations which preceded this Brisbane Test match. So Deban has put forth his suggestion for the title first, and if no others come through, it is probably going to end up being the title. The next member on this panel today, Karthik Krishnaswamy. Hey, hey, hey. I mean, I'm still like. uh processing what happened and uh not just on this final day but like through this series and especially this last test with the team that india by default put out on the field without like you know their top six bowlers available without couple of their batsmen available as well so uh yeah still processing it and is just the most improbable i don't know if it's the greatest series win of all time it's easily the most improbable series win of all time for any team uh, at any point in history i would guess yeah yeah i mean like you i think all of us are processing it here as well and and for at least the next 30 or 40 minutes let's do it together the final member on this panel gaurav sundaraman ji stats how are you feeling yeah pretty crazy uh, test series and you know like i'm sure for uh, reporters also the same thing uh, we had to write a stats piece and we had no idea what <laughs> stats to look for till <laughs> the end i'm sure it's worse for reporters but uh, yeah so it's pretty crazy uh, and yeah lots to talk about yeah i th- i think it's it's probably i mean you can there there is a case that sometimes we look at it like the work increases when we work in the sports industry but on days like this i think what perfect Clearly exemplifies it is uh, KK UN. I think Varun Shetty, the guy who was one of the guys who was doing comms today, had a Twitter exchange about just being privileged being on the live coverage for a match such as today. Oh, I was actually telling him I'm glad I wasn't on the report today and I was on comms <laughs> because, like, writing describing something immediately when it's happening is much easier than putting it all together in one report and condensing all of that. so much happened today so condensing all of that into one report i'm glad varun had to do that and not me today yeah and varun did a fantastic job so did you along with nasher on the ball by ball i must say i'm sure most of our listeners follow it via ball by ball along with watching it on tv like we all do okay let's get to the match devayan rishabh pant your fellow delhiite and who's pretty popular on your school whatsapp group from what i hear yeah yeah absolutely uh, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, words which are spoken about him but yeah today they're all words of praise and this is the kind of uh, player that he is he he does win matches he does turn uh, tides in uh, test matches uh, but at the same time i think uh, i mean one must look at the totality of this uh, overall effort as uh, all of the panelists have said already the the improbable lineup which india put up 
the bowling attack which they had and i think in many respects when i was reflecting when i was trying to process all that happened for me the moment which really flicked a switch on in my mind was uh, mohammad siraj on the first morning the first over getting the wicket of david warner just imagine that because india went in with a lineup with so little uh, such little test experience between each of them two of the best batting pitches were uh, served up for the last two games and australia won the toss in both of them again gaurav i'm sure will remind us of the stat that in the series <laughs> winning the toss has never really worked out for the uh, captain who has won it but it was a no brainer both in sydney and at brisbane that you had to bat first you had to post a big total and when they looked at the lineup against them with the kind of experience uh, australia would have fancied their chances of probably going on to about 500 but siraj removed warner and just revived a little bit of a sort of spark in this indian team that yes we can do it and they followed up on that promise uh, the partnerships from uh, day 3 and uh, yeah of course all this drama on day 5 and in a way it also answered the question that you guys had on the podcast yesterday that why didn't australia declare well guess what uh, we would have been doing this uh, recording a lot earlier if they declared i suppose mm-hmm, absolutely kk you followed every single ball so you saw punt's innings it was now a lot of people have spoken that he started with a lot of patience he she showed a lot of grit to just stay out there at the beginning and then he went for a few of his shots to, towards the end one thing that struck out to me was i have never probably seen him this focused he knew there was a target there and boy did he reach it for india yeah i mean look the guy has a first class average in the 50s and uh, i think he's uh like he's done it in first class cricket as well so uh, he the his shot making ability we've all seen but like yeah, so there's a lot of cleverness to his batting as well and we saw that today with like how selective he was against which kind of balls he attacked from line and uh, yeah there was some risk to it of course but he knew which kinds of risks he fancied himself taking and which ones he didn't and by the end he was just playing some outrageous shots like There was one falling lap sweep, one falling pull, like it was just glorious to watch, and it just shows what a what a special talent he is. The guy could easily be batting, you know, in the middle order for India without having to keep wickets. Yeah, which is where the main criticisms of him come from as well. Gaurav, I was watching Pun today. I was like, this is box office. There are. there are some people you will pay money to watch cricket live or even on a television yeah there are uh, cr- cricketers like this you know the upside is so big even shastri i think in the post match uh, uh, interview said that yes a lot of people have criticized his keeping and he is uh, always we play him overseas but if he plays uh, innings like this you know that's why you want to back him and he's uh, he's all these players are so young the talented ones uh, who performed well this series so just just imagine how much so these guys don't have any kind of baggage as well they haven't really lost uh, what is the second two they won both their tours to australia they just ask sachin how it feels how how does that feel so uh, <laughs> it's like these guys don't have any baggage they don't they just uh, play their natural game and they always play to win and uh, it's amazing yeah some days it will not come off but i think you just have to back such players and similar to uh, maxwell for australia right you know that we always think why is he still there and all people uh, obviously have forgotten that he also has a test century in india so uh, pant amazing and it's not the first tour he's repeating his performance even again in even in england he scored uh, even though that match they lost so great stuff amazing uh, talent and i think i saw kk's tweet that he should start playing as a pure batsman 
and maybe yes that's may could be the way to go in uh, in india so so what you what you what you're saying is basically punts like what's this fuss about playing in australia hey we we keep going there and we keep winning but got of coming back to that point you you mentioned kk street as well so then should we now start considering punt as india's say number 6 especially we're going to play india's going to play the next test series at home versus england you expect saha to be back in the side and keeping wicket so is punt then a specialist batsman he can be one and uh, but again like i said saha is also getting uh, old towards the end of his career so do you just want to make punt keep more and more and improve and uh, and whatever he uh, scores is obviously going to be a big bonus in fact it's this is one side of the game you know he can also score 100 of 80 balls if required uh, that's also his other side of the game so i think you just have to back punt as a batsman and keeper start uh, developing his keeping and i'm sure he'll come really good and Uh, this innings will give him a lot of confidence and this may actually open up uh, we can see uh, him really perform more because i think he will naturally come back into the other squads as well and uh, it's it'll just boost his confidence uh, really high so yes he can play as a batsman to answer your question yeah speaking of squads india's uh, squad test squad for the first two test matches against england will probably be announced after we record this podcast listener it may be before you listen to this as well karthik what are your thoughts on pant as a specialist batsman you're suggesting that it should happen but we'll get to know probably by this by this evening whether both will be in the squad and maybe with the rest of the balance we'll we'll know whether pant is there as a specialist batsman or not so right now i'm saying this more because uh, his keeping isn't quite up to scratch against spin right now and uh, so in india he's going to be keeping to a lot of spin and uh, there's no saying that he won't improve and get to that point where he can keep all all around the world to all kinds of bowling uh, but right now uh, i feel that india would need someone like saha uh, to keep in india uh, but that but the the way pant is batting now he can easily like bat at 6 uh, and uh, you know like we don't have hanuma vihari for the england series i'm guessing so that's a spot there if india don't play five bowlers and they play six batsmen that's a ready made spot for him mm-hmm. okay let's let's get back to the action today then deban there was this last hour i think that was exactly when nathan lyon took the ball the umpire signaled it india needed 69 runs what what thoughts what emotions were running through your head then did you think that india could do it because i thought they would probably reach a stage maybe a little earlier as well that australia would just spread the field out and stop giving away boundaries and bowl a few more short balls and use their two bouncers per over uh, the thing is the first couple of sessions had set up the last session quite beautifully so it it all followed from that and you saw uh, hints of how india were going to approach it from the indian approach right through the morning because pujar obviously played his normal game he took a lot of uh, blows on his body but at the other end shubman gill was taking his chances so i would have thought that india's calculation probably was to get close to around 200 maybe not for the loss of more than two or three wickets and that's pretty much exactly where they were at peak and uh, i i must make a mention of the way that rahane played and he mentioned it in the post match quotes as well that uh, when he came out he wanted to bat with intent and that uh, tremendous six that he played just you know uh, walking down the wicket and uh, flicking and just like you know slapping nathan lyon leap into a deep mid wicket that was perhaps one of the shots of the day so that signaled the intent the way that he got out also was in trying to you know up the scoring rate 
and uh, Pant's elevation to number five also was an indication of exactly what India was thinking at that point of time. Cheteshwar Pujara was running hard between the wickets, and that's where Pant's innings was a very cr- uh, critical thing. So I, I thought that they will go for it, and it was just a question of uh, sort of uh, timing that charge well. And by that time, you knew Australia were beginning to tire. Uh, in spite of that, Cummins came in and bowled a fantastic, uh, you know, late uh, burst with the new ball, where he gave them a little bit of hope. But uh, you have to question some of the Australian tactics through the day, uh, maybe to an extent because of the fact that the pitch wasn't doing a lot. But they did, I think they were fearful of the Indian onslaught at all times, which is why there were lots of defensive fields that uh, Pant could exploit when he came in. And he played it to perfection. And one must also make a mention of Washington Sundar, the way that he batted. So really good effort to uh, play that last hour perfectly, uh, starting from that uh, phase when Sundar really took off with that uh, hooked six that he hit. Yeah, when Australia took took the new ball, right? There were 20 overs to go, a minimum of 20 overs at at that stage, and and the way Cummins was bowling got up. I I was I was thinking maybe he'll have to go 10 overs at one end if Australia have to have any chance of a victory because none of the others seem to be really really doing much. And him with the new ball, he struck in his first over, and then he kept trying and trying and trying. It was only until Washington Sundar hit him for a six and a four was when you probably realize that 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 the game is done for Australia. I guess that's clearly Australia's problem this uh, uh, series, right? In fact, uh, it's obviously the all of us call it uh, one of the best attacks in, uh, in currently going around and they're a formidable attack with good variety. But uh, all uh, eggs were in Cummins and maybe Hazelwood. Uh, Stark and Lyon really didn't turn up. Like I said earlier, Lyon had to do the job and he failed uh, at a home series against India. His weight for his uh, 400 uh, wicket is now becoming something like Sachin's uh, 100th century. Uh, I think they were a bit too desperate and they always had to go back to Cummins and uh, Cameroon Green again. Uh, a lot of people said he, he he's going to be key towards uh, using his height and all that, but he he also really didn't turn up. He didn't take a wicket in his uh, debut series. So uh, uh, again, I I just can't. Uh, I, it's just unbelievable to think of uh, Pat Cummins' uh, fitness and uh, intensity. I still remember his spell at Ranchi uh, when uh, India scored six hundred, and that was when I was like really impressed with uh, Cummins in that heat coming in and uh, bouncing uh, ball after ball when he was coming back into the squad. Uh, man, this guy is some level of fitness and talent. And none of the Australian batsmen or uh, Stark and Lyon supported him. Hazelwood obviously was amazing. But I think both Sydney and here, uh, they always had to go back to Cummins to get those wickets. And uh, Stark especially was very disappointing. You know, he does have a very, very high strike rate. But again, we need to go deeper and see the kind of wickets he gets and uh, how he gets them and why his strike rate is actually so high. He's not able to break through uh, really good batsmen. And India always, in all formats, have handled Stark very well. Uh, most of his expensive spells are against India. And uh, I think that's where Australia lost it. Too much dependency on Pat Cummins. KK, I know these awards maybe really don't mean much, particularly when you look at it in terms of a series like we just had. But Cummins, a deserved player of the series? Yeah, easily. Uh, Like Gaurav said, he basically carried Australia's attack along with uh, Hazelwood. But primarily when they wanted wickets, they had to go back to him. And when they did go back to him, invariably he'd come in and get a wicket. And get a wicket with like a really good ball usually. So... Uh, yeah, and very well deserved. And yeah, I do want to make another point about Stark as well. That today, in that last hour, 
I don't know if he bowled at all in that last hour and certainly not towards the end. He did not, no. He did not, right? So, uh, this is supposedly your fast, like your quickest bowler who can blow lower order batsmen away and uh, he, he, he wasn't bowling at all. And uh, yeah, that told a story as well as the fact that right after lunch, it wasn't just Gil who was going after him, but Pujara as well. Pujara uppercut him and like punched him for a couple of fours. And so basically all of India's batsmen were targeting Stark. And that's not a position you want one of your senior bowlers with more than 200 test wickets to be in. So uh, he had a pretty bad day overall. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That That's not a good look for Mitchell Stark. Although it must be said that there was some talk that he was hurt yesterday and he was playing He was playing the day a, a, a bit injured today. Deban, let's go back to the start of the day then. And um, India, were, how, how good was Shubman Gill? I mean, we've spoken about 23-year-old Rishabh Pant. Now let's talk about 21-year-old Shubman Gill. My God, these guys are young. I feel old and I'm not that old. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Some of the drives that he uh, struck in the morning session were, uh, you know, just uh, too good. And uh, I was watching it and I was also following the social media feed. And every time that uh, the, the cricket.com.au uh, sign would, their handle would show some of those clips. And you could hear the audio of the sound that his bat was making, you know, right of the middle, screaming it through covers. A gorgeous batsman uh, and a critical role that he played in that early session, uh, even when he was batting alongside Rohit Sharma, wasn't providing some impetus, some kind of impetus just to give India some momentum. In a situation like this, it's very easy to sometimes go into a shell. Just about a couple of weeks ago, Pakistan were faced with a slightly you know, more formidable target, but on a very, very flat track against New Zealand. And they basically withdrew into a shell because right from the start, they were playing for a draw and it didn't work out in their favour. But here, uh, as I mentioned in even my opening comments, that uh, India always, I thought, were looking at just making sure that they keep that run rate close to about three runs and over. It did dip a few times and that was primarily because Cummins was bowling an unbelievable first and second spell. But uh, at the other end, they were always looking for runs. Uh, Gil was looking for runs. He was also ensuring that Pujara got that time to play himself in. Because uh, today, for a change, uh, most of the abuse was actually (laughs) going towards Pujara, at least on my school WhatsApp group. But I, I was anyway not uh, sort of bothering with that because I knew that you know if I get into an argument and start explaining to people the value of why somebody needs to soak up the pressure at one end, then it could just go on forever. But but that's wow! Ima- of- imagine Deba and imagine <laughs> what your group would have been if he had run out of time, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is this is what uh, Test cricket is all about because at the end of the day, the scorecard will show everybody's uh, contribution. But what must be uh, applauded really is why Pujara. How he kept India in that chase all the way through, or rather in the match. He he enabled the kind of, uh, the likes of uh, Pant and Sundar later on to chance their arm because to a great extent, the threat of an Indian defeat had been diminished by the time he was dismissed. So that that was a stellar effort, the way that he stood there. And I mean, he eventually went with the new ball, but by then India were within sort of sniffing distance of a victory. So outstanding effort from Bojara, really good batting, really good defensive batting. And the physical courage that he uh, that he took uh, to get through today, Karthik. When after the second test, the series was level, and at that point, India announced the squad for or the eleven for the third. And pretty much both the openers, India's openers who had started the first test, were no longer there. Mm-hmm. They had been replaced by Shubman Gill and Rohit Sharma. I remember mentioning at that stage that. However you put this, it's not a good look when your team has gotten rid of both their openers for whatever reasons. 
in in the first two test matches but i think i think i've been proven completely wrong there because shubman and rohit sharma have pretty much sealed the two spots as their own yeah and look i tweeted yesterday or was a day before that rohit sharma probably has the best technique of any test opener right now and immediately after that he got out in the way that he got out right and so i got a bit of uh, grief for that but he does he actually does have a really really solid technique which he's improved as well uh, uh, as experts including sanjay manjrekar have pointed out that you know his defensive shots go towards mid off now instead of cover so he's playing with the full face and like like you can watch him bat against fast bowling and it's very hard to find a weakness and shubman gill like today at one point he was into the 80s or something and his control percentage was 97 on this pitch where yesterday we were like how are india going to survive yeah it But, needs to rain right yeah, that's the only way exactly and sure the pitch because of the rain probably like uh, held up a little more because the sun wasn't out and like if it had baked a little more the cracks might have opened up more and all of that sure but still the fifth day gaba pitch with those cracks control percentage of 97 timing the ball like a dream um yeah it was just you just had to like sit back and watch and just enjoy it uh i mean this guy is going to be this guy is going to be serious serious batsman in the next how many of years yeah the only unfortunate part was that he missed out on on a century but that that day will come for him that milestone will come for him rohit sharma of course gorov was playing i felt the virat kohli role to perfection towards the end there was a lot of colorful language that we could see that he used on screen when india won so there was that did you did you see the entire team huddle there in one corner the senior players at the back like the back benchers and progressively as you go down the steps it was younger and younger it was getting it was a pretty cute sight i felt i guess this uh, whole indian team itself uh, it's it's slightly different right you know and a lot of newcomers and uh, uh, rohit and rahani are the senior folks there along with pujara so i guess yeah it it absolutely seemed like such a tightly knit unit because they had a lot of space but they were all in like maybe a 10 by 10 space you know just huddled yeah, together i guess even the celebrations were not i i don't know i still there's so many other matches where people have celebrated they've gone overboard which is totally okay but i'm just saying that uh, it it didn't even it felt like okay we are here we are, we are way better than you guys and the uh, celebration was i think it's more on social media than uh, what they did there so we've seen a couple of tweets about uh, australian predict people uh, experts predicting 40 and stuff like that now they're coming back on twitter but yeah overall i think we had a lot of things which uh, we failed to mention is the adversity especially right in terms of toss in terms of batting last in term and i just saw a stat from uh, dan's uh, article they bowled what 228 overs in the last two uh, fourth innings uh, uh, australia they've taken just 12 wickets for uh, what 600 odd runs 633 runs so that's like you'll hardly get to back to back tests uh, like this where fourth innings uh, you have to you struggle to bowl and op- uh, uh, bowl out uh, an opposition so india have had the most adverse conditions possible and like kk said at the start of the uh, show it's 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 like a fairy tale or it's just unbelievable you know that what india have achieved i think it'll take ages to uh, even sink in and 
the extremely annoying and sad part is they have exactly six days with their at home and then they go into a bubble on 27th in chennai so that's like when i read that yesterday i was like shocked what are these cricketers going through right you know you even though it's india but still it's a bubble right so just hardly what they travel tomorrow and then maybe five days at home and then back to action and they're playing in chepok so pretty crazy Yeah I just wanted to ask Gaurav one thing I hope it's not a like you know close secret that you are a huge huge admirer of the Australian cricket team so <laughs> to a great extent is it mixed feelings for you I mean you must be really really sort of torn in many ways because you must have wanted at some level for Australia also to do well like uh, at uh, 2001 was the time when I was a peak Aussie fan and and that was really uh, you know all these losses are, again another thing happened uh, India tends to break most of Australia's records twice 16 match winning streak was broken by India in 2001 and 2008 uh, I also looked up they had broken a, a ODI streak at home as well uh, in Australia once and now uh, the gaba streak so it just happens in australia most of the wins against australia and these uh, 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 kind of uh, historic stuff happens uh, in some record breaking effort it never happens like uh, innings and 100 and 100 win or something like that it has to be like a fourth innings chase we saw stokes we've seen the 434 438 so australia have been part of these kind of uh, Uh, losses now it's uh, becoming more and more common so and in, in india also beat them the world cup in 2011 to break their world cup uh, streak so uh, yeah i guess uh, i've gotten used to it now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's not it wasn't i don't think it was just gorav right like i think a lot of us grew up as that a fan of that australian side you know especially in india i've met many and more his gauravs in my age who have who have literally grown up as fans of steve waugh and followed by ricky ponting let size karthik there is one thing though that i think we also failed to do on this podcast quite a bit yeah and i think this is the right time maybe to do it this happens maybe across cricket indian cricket circle as as well where when things go badly we are very quick Uh, to criticize the management mm-hmm. when things go well like today Ravi Shastri Bharat Arun Vikram Rathore I'm sure I've missed out on a few on a few of the guys that they do not get enough credit at all but I know that that you know for a fact and you believe for a fact that a lot of credit must go to to India's support staff for these absolutely brilliant memorable performances yeah and not just in this series but over so many years I think uh with India the expectations tend to be really high and so we haven't really properly appreciate the wider world let's say hasn't really properly appreciated how good this team is and how well this team management has shaped these players into being I mean you have you have like so many new bowlers who come in how how does Bharat Arun work with a new face almost in every test match right like that that's astounding Yeah, I mean, you. Uh, I was going to say that he's my player of the series for India. Like, uh, honestly, like he's worked wonders with the bowlers we have, you know, been watching for all these years, and we know that. Like with Ishan Sharma or Umesh Yadav, Shami, uh, whoever, Ashwin, he changed his career around in twenty fourteen, fifteen. So, but now, like with a challenge like this. the fact that this attack with uh, uh, siraj saini natrajan shardul thakur and washington sundar like 
who would have even in their dreams put this attack together to play a test uh, let alone like this test uh, for india together and to take this attack and they've taken 20 wickets yeah it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because uh, our colleague kostup kumar has me- has messaged me right now and he's like you're recording the podcast kartik can you mention this rahane under rahane's captaincy india has won a test series with three rcb bowlers <laughs> so that's that's uh, yeah that that's something there uh, deban ravi shastri he comes across sometimes i mean it's it's especially on social media there are plenty of memes yes. around the coach yeah. when we go on to social media you'll see a lot of this happening but we don't take ravi shastri too seriously and i think sometimes it's a bit unfair he's also let us given us that image which he also likes to propagate but i think behind the scenes he's doing a seriously good job and into when it comes to the best indian coaches that that we have had from john wright maybe a gary kirsten i think ravi shastri needs to be there in that conversation yes he is and uh, i don't really know about his management style so i can't comment on that because you know i i don't know enough of the players personally but he gives the impression of somebody who has passed on a lot of his i mean he was known as one of the canniest indian cricketers he made the most of whatever little talent he had he wasn't somebody who was outrageous in terms of his talent but you know broke into the scene very early he was still a teenager when he first played for india retired by the time he was 30 or something uh yeah, like uh, much like ajinkya rahane he's unbeaten in his test career as well as captain just one match which he won which was also around this time in january in 1988 so uh, considering all of that you couldn't have a better man in these situations in these circumstances where india had their backs against the wall and he's he's always done well in australia you know that epic double 100 uh, in on that same tour in 92 in a in a one day match i remember he had, you know plucked out 5 for 15 which for a long time was Uh, the best figures by an indian in in odis in australia so he has that record there he has that confidence there and i think he has instilled a lot of that belief and that's what the entire support staff has also probably been able to do uh, they've created an atmosphere and we've seen that in some of the clips you know the clips that we saw yesterday of siraj walking back and bumrah being one of the first to hug him so it is it is a family it's more than just a team at the moment there's everybody's playing for each other and uh, if you're talking of rahane he's been an exceptional leader i think he's really kept his calm he's been a, a splendid ambassador uh, right at the presentation even as he was being asked to you know pick up the trophy he was uh, very quick to point out that there was a gift that the indian team had for nathan lyon i thought that was a beautiful gesture as well and just overall there was this uh, air of calm about him even through this uh, very tense chase today which which stood them in good stead so uh, the senior players uh, a lot of credit must go to them Ashwin, even though he didn't play in this match, he was still around. He was still, I'm sure, guiding uh, Washington Sundar through this uh, uh, really ex- exceptional debut Test match. And Shardul Thakur, what a fighter! I mean, you just gave you he gave the impression that he always wanted something in the game and just wanted to grab it by the scruff of the neck. And and that that is the kind of spirit that you need when you're uh, in a difficult situation. And my God, what uh, spirit this entire team has shown! And it absolutely stems right down from the management and even from the. overall uh, uh, the the entire scenario that they have created of a towards uh, rahul dravid as coach of all of that so it's it's the entire indian cricket ecosystem which has been validated today not just the team he was speaking about ravi shastri and how much work he does behind the scenes right and look i've obviously not been privy to like what gets talked about in team meetings and things like that but from having covered quite a few test matches uh, during his tenure and watched Uh, a lot of indian net sessions like uh ravi shastri is always like there watching especially the batsmen so intently and 
he's i'm sure like his technical advice has helped a lot of these batsmen multiple times through their careers and uh, yeah that's one thing that i can absolutely highlight from what he does at the nets which is like especially the younger batsmen whether it's a prithvi shaw or mayank agarwal he watches them closer than anyone else and like after their sessions always has these long chats with them and uh, he he's he's a great communicator in the sense that he he's a kind of guy who would be able to notice something in someone's technique and then explain it to them in the simplest possible terms and like get it across so uh, a lot of lot of good things he brings to the table and this is one that i wanted to point out the the thing is uh, like like the band and kk have said yes though it's usually in australia generally historically barring uh, at least in the time when i have been i have been watching i think uh, maybe barring two twos 99 and 2011 the batting have always done very batting has always been good uh, they've never had a problem to bat and put those scores up in australia compared to say south africa or england right it was the bowling which has always been the issue and this time when you actually look at uh, the stats uh, when i look at the batting stats obviously they're not they're no top two run getters are smith and labushan and smith then you have pant uh, pujara rahani and gill all uh, very close between 255 and 275 right four guys have contributed at uh, equally and the same th- same thing with the bowling you have cummins uh, right at the top then you have hazelwood then you have siraj ashwin bumrah stacked up with 13 12 and 11 so it's a complete team effort and uh, uh, like uh, kk said uh, there's no clear man of the series as well for me uh, if you want to give someone from india it has to go to the phys- Zio and Bartharun maybe because they are the ones who have done a maximum work. So it's a complete team effort. They've understood. Uh, again, they emphasized a lot on fifth bowler, having five bowlers. Rahane mentioned that. So the five bowler strategy was very key. So they were okay to even play a guy like Washington Sundar because they still wanted to maintain that uh, five bowlers. They know that that's what helps them take 20 wickets in Australia. and australia's fifth bowler didn't really contribute much so uh, india have done tactically so many things right and i guess it also benefits from the fact that they 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 toured very recently right so also that definitely helps the learnings from that tour so all would have been passed on to the youngsters and australia i'm sure were a bit overconfident and uh, after 36 they would have never ever imagined uh, uh, india to come back so and having won the toss at melbourne uh, as well so yeah just remarkable i don't think it'll, it'll take time for us to uh, for this win to uh, sink and before that we have uh, so by the time we reflect on it there's so much happening the next two days on december 19th we were here we were recording the podcast that was the last day which was supposed to be the third day but that was the last day of the adelaide test match we are now on january 19th here and india is going back home with back to back test series wins in in australia I mean, Deban, you have your hand up, yeah. Yes, I was just remembering that uh, podcast on December nineteenth, and I uh, distinctly remember out of the three members of the panel, I think only one was sounding a little bit optimistic and positive. Just forgetting his name, uh, starts with D, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, outstanding, but yeah, never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that they would go on to win this Test series. I think they, I still gave gave them. I I remember that I was grilling you about Rahane so much. <laughs> Yeah, and and just to back back that up and probably segue into the next segment for me, uh, in a sense, the man of the series has to be from India has to be Ajinkya Rahane for his captaincy for that hundred in Melbourne and for I mean it was an all too brief cameo but an important cameo today in that chase. So for me, uh, Rahane. 
coming back to the dates right today was also the same date when they won at perth in 2008 just for our listeners oh okay that's that's interesting on this day there, there's an on this day on the on the website as well so you can go check that out and let us know on twitter if it's not been updated yeah that 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 would be helpful as well okay so devan has mentioned ajinkya rahane has his player of the series from from india's point of view we probably won't get into australia because i think there is a consensus here that pat cummins has been above and beyond all of his teammates but gorav we'll start with you from india they, i mean there are there are so many options that you can you can you can pick from so if you had to choose one or maybe two Oh man, that stuff. I think it'd be Siraj and um, Gill. Siraj and Gill. So Gill Siraj and would... Pant also, please. <laughs> <laughs> See, it list goes on and on, but I'm like because opening is so hard. I consider that opening in Australia is so key for success, and I think Gill did a great job after uh, the amount of criticism we all put on Shaw and Mayank, right? So, uh, yeah. So Gill, Pant, Siraj, take it. Gil Pant Siraj, we have Rahane's name. Karthik, do you want to shower some love on other players, or are you going to go with a few of these four? Uh, let's throw in a couple of other names. One is Ashwin, uh, of course. Like comes into this series having uh, not played the second test in New Zealand, and you know there were a few question marks in the wider world. Not, I'm sure uh, the Indian team management didn't have those, but like to out bowl. Australia's uh, off spinner by a huge degree, and uh, also like neutralize Stephen Smith. I think he got him out three times, right? Uh, through the series. Yeah, the yeah. first two test matches for sure. Yeah, and once in Sydney in the second innings, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and also played that amazing innings uh, on the final day in Sydney with a bad back. So he's one, and the other is a guy who averaged thirty three point eight seven. but uh, faced more than 900 balls and you know through through the sydney test and today and possibly even the first innings the if you saw how tired australia's bowlers looked it was because of this guy and uh, because of other batsmen too but especially because of stateshwar pujara and uh, uh, like you'd look at his average from this series you'd look at the fact that there are no hundreds Uh, and think he had an an okay tour compared to 2018 19 but honestly it wasn't that different in in a way sure he didn't make those 300s this time but uh, in a way the effect he had on the australian bowling attack was quite similar and both the both the fifth day uh, the rear guard the draw in sydney and the win here he played a huge part in both of them so he is my other one he is my other player of the series special points to ashwin though who's proving himself to be rather witty and hilarious on social media as well so i'll give him special points for that but yeah but you're right i mean we can we can go on we can name most of the indian contingent that was in australia this has been a remarkable remarkable win i think like most of y'all have said on this podcast we're going to i mean today we're 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 on a high indian cricket fans are on a high but this is going to be remembered ever more so fondly in in the many years to come some of the greatest content listener that you will have on this series is available on the website uh, so go check that out videos from videos to long form articles to maybe even going back and checking out karthik's ball by ball for a tremendous day of of test cricket 
and i i can't state this enough but gaurav dibain and karthik it's been a pleasure having you during the series your last thoughts on the series as a whole gaurav we'll start with you in a way i'm glad it's over it's this the series for me i invest i invest myself too much on india australia series generally i think like it's crazy timings and uh, generally uh, i'm glad it's finally over the adrenaline is stopped and uh, can go back to some normal life but yeah amazing amazing series it's only two more weeks when we're talking about ben stokes and jofra <laughs> archer and getting excited I, all over again. i'm more excited about what's in store tomorrow karthik the ipl uh, retained and releases list okay so gaurav's mind is now moving on to the ipl after the australia india series karthik what is if if you had to sum up this tour in in a couple of sentences how would it be like i said the most improbable series win of all time and uh, as far as like the players are concerned i'm really happy for them that they can now get a little bit of rest not too much but a little bit uh, go meet their families again for a little while uh and yeah just hopefully they have just enough time to actually like soak in this feeling and celebrate it because they really should celebrate it uh very well because it's an outstanding achievement completely deserved yeah debain yeah uh, thoroughly enjoyed the entire series uh, ended up working on radio for the first test match ended up listening to the radio for the second test match because i was busy doing uh, new zealand pakistan Uh, then eventually caught up with the television for the last two test matches and absolutely enjoyed every single session every single ball and uh, yes i mean just to correct maybe the introduction i would call it the greatest test series heist of all time uh, because maybe 2001 india australia will still occupy the best in terms of uh, pure you know quality by an indian team but just given the circumstances this was just a, a superb hats off performance from the indian team and really uh, they've made us all i think proud to be indians today I was just uh, just one thing. I was talking to Monga and Chat. You know, uh, yes, I was t- thinking of underdogs winning Test series and stuff. And you know, Sri Lanka did that in South Africa two years ago, and they ob- that was also a incredible achievement. Thinking about it, but uh, they will never get the coverage or the kind of uh, uh, discussion. But yeah, it's it's happening. And we saw Sri Lanka beating uh, South Africa and uh, India beating Australia, both outstanding achievements. No, no, it, it it absolutely is. I actually wanted to mention that Sri Lanka South Africa won, but then I thought the conversation would go on a tangent when when uh, Devan said it's the greatest Test series win ever. But but yeah, anyway, let's not let's not go there. We're all that's for another day. That's for another day. We're all we'll get Fidel on. We're all the forty five minutes in listener. from gorov from debayan from karthik from nasher who have been on the podcast during this test match and from everyone else who has been on during the entire series thank you so much we hope you enjoyed listening in up next we'll be putting up of course the semi finals and the finals of stump my queue the much awaited much delayed as well uh, episodes of them so do check that out and then we'll be back for coverage of india versus england 